My greetings to all in the name of Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, there are two instances we hear the phrase, come and see. In the first instance, which we read today, Jesus invited his would-be disciple to come and experience if Jesus was indeed the Messiah. They went to Jesus' home, received hospitality, stayed with him to come away knowing that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. In the second instant, the invitation of come and see was not extended by Jesus Christ, but, but from his disciple Philip to other would-be disciple Nathaniel to come and see if Jesus is truly the Messiah. However, the come and see moment of Nathaniel came with a bit of a surprise as Nathaniel seemed to be a bit skeptical at first and wonders if anything good can come out of Nazareth. In other words, while the very act of come and see is understood as a more experiential, personal and transformative act, it also comes with unexpected surprises. Andrew went, received Jesus' hospitality and experienced Jesus Christ. However, for Nathaniel, it came with a surprise as he wasn't really sure if the Messiah would come through Nazareth. Therefore, today for our reflection, I want to emphasize this twofold nature of the common sea gospel invitation, where on one end, gospel is the embodiment of the transformative power, but at the same time, on the other, gospel comes with unexpected surprises. For the first century church, the realization that the gospel is not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles holds together this transformative power and the surprising nature of the gospel. When Peter communicated the gospel to Cornelius, it was a moment of surprising revelation and realization for Peter and the Jewish Christian leaders that the power of gospel of Jesus Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit has the potential to break ethnic boundaries and ethnocentrisms. However, what I would like to focus again today is how such surprises transforms both the communicator and the receiver of the gospel, which I will title it as gospel invitation of come and see and the ever-growing possibility in mission formation. Ironically, although it was Cornelius who invited Peter to his home, at Cornelius's moment of come and see experience with Jesus, we not only see gospel reaching a Gentile family, but we also see the transformation of Peter. In fact, missiologists like Leslie Newbegin has called the moment as Peter's conversion. Peter's own version of Christianity or gospel once inherited through his come and see moment is now being reshaped by Cornelius's come and see moment. Such is the ever-growing possibility and scope of the gospel, which does not lead us to be content and complacent with once upon a time Christian conversion story, but constantly invites us to encounter the gospel afresh when the other experiences Jesus for the first time. In other words, the communicator and the receiver are being both formed and transformed in the gospel communication process. Through the surprising nature of the gospel transformation, gospel, gospel transformed Peter once again. 
However, in various po points in church history, people tried to actually contain the limit uh, or contain uh, the level of surprise in gospel transformation uh, or gospel transmission. In, in, in reading missions history, one would come away thinking if the late 19th and the early 20th century Western church had not expected any surprises to happen as they took the gospel to the non-Western walls. The missionary sending agencies trained their missionaries well to communicate the gospel and not to be influenced at all uh, by the host religions. The Western church at the, at the same time genuinely thought that their understanding of gospel was the right one and, and the only way. They didn't expect any surprises or any need for revisions. Therefore, they didn't even think twice of their gospel as a westernized version of the gospel. Let alone, they did not think that non-Westerners could teach them something deeper about the wider scope of the gospel and biblical theology. However, the great moment of surprise came on, came on to the Western Missionary Enterprise in, and at 1910 Edinburgh World Conference. Although very much underrepresented, the young churches of Asia made sure to let the Western church leaders know the Western captivity of the gospel that they attempted to propagate around the world. It was Bishop V.S. Azariah from South India who stood up in front of the multitude of Western missionaries in Edinburgh and spoke these powerful words. He said, through all the ages to come, the Indian church will rise up in gratitude to attest the heroism and self-denying labor of the missionary body. You have given us goods to feed the poor. You have given your bodies to be burned, but we ask for love. Give us friends. As one can expect, it was the, it was the most surprising thing for all the congregants, all the Western missionaries, to know that their non-Western counterparts did not see the missionary enterprise of gospel communication like they did. It was a wake-up call. In a way, Bishop, Bishop Azariah was calling for a gospel communication method of come and see that Jesus instituted and his disciples practiced. Bishop Azariah was calling for a gospel communication similar to that of Peter's at Cornelius's household where the communicator of the gospel is equally impacted by the gospel. In other words, the non-Western Christians wanted the Westerners to be friends in a way that they longed the Westerners to be equally impacted by the local Asian or African expressions of the gospel as they are being influenced by the Western gospel. They wanted to be friends. The non-Westerners wanted the Westerners to be equally impacted and transformed. In the first century, when gospel went from Peter to Cornelius' household, it surprised Peter and the Jewish Christians to recognize and accept the widening scope of the gospel. In 1910, when gospel went beyond Western civilization to Asia and Africa, it surprised the Western church to see the challenging and widening scope of the gospel invitation of come and see, which expects both the communicator and the receiver to be equally transformed by the gospel. Today, as we stand at the beginning of 2021, we are once again surprised by the implication of the surprising nature of the gospel invitation. If anything can teach us from the anti-racial protest in 2020, 
it reminds us that maybe we have not really been engaging in the gospel proclamation in the way that is mutually transformative. We as Christians believe in the transformative part of the gospel. We pray for harvest, but maybe we really didn't make room for our gospel communication to impact us. We kept the concepts of race and ethnicity and, and cross-cultural dynamics away from gospel communication, and we attempted to communicate the gospel uh, somehow detached of our cultural lives. As a result, now we are surprised once again to hear the importance of race, race reconciliation and the need for cross-cultural competencies in our gospel witness. More importantly, the integral question at this point is, are we, are we going to make room in our gospel proclamation of the gospel to impact us and transform us in areas which God wants us to transform. Because all of a sudden, maybe, such kind of transformative perspective to mission also seems a bit more complex. Because such kind of mission, which engages with concepts like race and other religions and immigration, ethnicity, human body, and so on, messes up our own Christianized comfort. It challenges us. I once had to deal with a church that didn't like some refugee kids attending their children's ministry because the church received a complaint that the children were smelling or they smell bad. And so they thought it's best to ask the refugee family to go elsewhere than finding a solution within their own church. We didn't know inviting others to experience Jesus by extending the come and see invitation would mess up our own neatly done representations of life, God, and church. We were comfortable to send money and send prayers to our partnered mission organizations across the globe. In doing so, we felt comfortable doing mission. But now that mission comes to our doorstep, we don't know if we want to do mission. Because what if our way of doing things will have to change? But when we carefully look at Philip's come and see invitation to Nathaniel, Peter's experience at Cornelius' house, and numerous occasions of how gospel penetrated throughout history, we cannot miss to notice the ever-growing possibility of gospel that transforms the communicator and the receiver. In other words, the surprises we receive today in the form of a refugee child coming to our church or somebody from a different race asking us to be more considerate about racism, those surprises we, we encountered today becomes catalyst for the gospel to transform us as the Holy Spirit draws the other to Jesus Christ. In the act of inviting the other to experience the gospel in acts of hospitality, kindness, we are imitating, in fact, imitating Jesus' invitation of come and see. Our acts of hospitality, our words, our actions, our attitude, verbal and nonverbal clues, all becomes an embodiment of the gospel communication. Subsequently, the gospel we experience once begin to somehow grow as our neighbor experiences Christ. As a result, in, in order to really extend the come and see invitation to the refugee family, instead of asking them to not come to our church, maybe the church should actively dedicate 
or establish themselves as friendship partners with the family and build a social supportive system so that the parents could cater better to their kids. Such a dedication will require sacrifices, but such is the nature of the gospel witness that requires sacrifices in the midst of surprises so that our gospel transformation be transform transformative for us and the other. When we open ourselves to the other in inviting them to experience the peace and the love of Jesus Christ, we are breaking down barriers of our own version of complacent Christianity. When we open our hearts, arms, and homes to the other, we can, who could be politically different, who could be racially and, and, and religiously and theologically different, but when we open our hearts and arms and homes to the other, we begin to experience the growth of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our lives, as well as we see how gospel works in their lives. As I bring, it, bring this into close, let me make one thing clear that there is only one gospel, that Jesus sent his only son in Jesus Christ so that we can be reconciled to God through, through Jesus Christ. However, ever since the Pentecost day, since the, since the gospel went beyond the Jewish borders, we are seeing the ever-growing power of the gospel that continued to transform people by taking surprising turns throughout history, time and again, when people consciously or subconsciously tried to contain the power of the gospel and keep it captivity, it broke free by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God's love cannot be contained and is in fact contagious, it will grow. More importantly, the Holy Spirit ensures that it remains uncontained and it grows until the day Jesus returns. If 2020, through the protests against racism, was a year of realization and awakening of how we limited the potential of our gospel communication, let 2021 be the year that we get closer to the other and experience them by extending the invitation of come and see Jesus Christ. So that gospel can not only be the good news for the other, but also for us who may be surprised in the ways in which gospel will transform us. We are all at different stages and various stages of our formational journey. And therefore, our come and see invitation to the other will differ. All of our, our invitations will, will differ. Some of us are maybe more aware and open to, to change that the, than, the others, other, than the other brings as we extend the invitation. But some of us may not be aware or upright open to such transformation immediately. Nonetheless, know this, that it is God who transforms us. It is the same God who initiates the encounter of come and see in a, in a non-Christian and initiates the transformation in us as we extend the gospel invitation. It is the God, it's the same God who actually draws the other to himself is the one who initiates and continues the transformation in us. So therefore my prayer is that in 2021, we take a more open attitude towards the transformation gospel brings to us in our gospel communication pursuits. May God bless you with these words.